It's nice to see everybody back. Started today with the Kail Nuzman. Tremendous, tremendous Limud. We're going to be learning Daftas and Subis. Full with Yisoidis. Full with tremendous amount of depth and Klolim that you can use all over shots, all over Shochanorach. Tremendous, tremendous Limud. If we put our energy and strength in together, we'll be able to reach very high levels of clarity in Yisodot, in Madrig of learning. We'll have an unbelievable Zman. I just want to bring out one Yisod today that's built off the parasha, but I think it's a very important Yisod that younger like, especially Avrechim. Sometimes Bachram are a little bit immature to be able to understand this or to comprehend it or be able to actually practice it. So especially Avrechim, who already have some affinity with this concept, should be able to hear this Yisait. We know that in Chazal, especially in the Zohar, it speaks very strong words. If you don't mind, shut that off. It's not working. It speaks very, very strong words against Noah. The Pasuk says, we say in the Haftarah, the, Chaz- the Pasuk refers to the Mabul as Menoah. Kiilu, like it was Noah's problem. He was the cause of this whole Mabul and this whole destruction. Meanwhile, he was the biggest Sadiq in the whole generation. If you want to put the responsibility, you put responsibility on the people that were Oved Avodah You put responsibility on those that were doing Arayas. You put the responsibility on those that are stealing. He would, you, he would be the last person that you would think that we should put the responsibility on him. Yet, the Torah says, Menoah calls the Mabul, the waters of Noah. And in the Zohar, it goes into de- detail as to what was Noah's fault over here what did he do wrong what could have he done to prevent it that now that he didn't prevent it it's considered as if he's responsible for it so it says over there in the Zohar because when Hashem approached him to tell him what's going on the marble and he told him that he should build a ship and he'll be saved once Noah heard that he'll be saved, him and his family be saved, he was happy with that. And he went to, to build his ship. He didn't start davening to Hashem. He didn't start uh, arguing with HaKadosh Baruch Hu like Abraham Avinu did by Sedom. He didn't uh, get involved. It's Mashal from a Chazal. And there's also Arizals and others for him. That's very strongly mashma that Noah was supposed to respond to Hakadosh Baruch Hu like Moshe Rabbeinu responded to Hashem im ayin machenina mesifrecha. Means if you're going to take out the Jews and you're going to build a nation with me, the same combo that Hakadosh Baruch Hu had with Noah, Hashem had the same exact conversation with Moshe. Just with Noah, it was with the world. And with Moshe Rabbeinu, it was with Kalal Yisrael. I'll rebuild with you. They're a failure. I'll rebuild with you. 
And Moshe Rabbeinu said, if you're going to get rid of Kaisal, then get rid of me too. You real build with me? I'm not interested. And Noah was supposed to respond the same way. Either you save the world, or don't save me. And there's a medrash that's mashma, that there's a big connection here. The Orchayim HaKadosh brings it down in the beginning of the parasha, where there's a conversation between Moshe and Noah, even though Moshe Rabbeinu came later than Noah. But the medrash constructs it like a conversation. That they have this masomatin between them. The Arizal says that Moshe Rabbeinu was a Gilgul from Noah. And he was actually being metaken. The thing that Noah should have did, Moshe Rabbeinu did it. So we see a clear comparison between the two leaders. And it's very clear also from the Lashon of the Zohar. The Zohar says that Hashem tells him that you are ro'e shoteh. You're a foolish shepherd. Moshe Rabbeinu was the ro'e of Klai Yisrael. And Noah was the ro'e of the world at that time. So we need to understand this. We have HaKadosh Baruch Hu coming to Noah, telling him about the destruction of the world, telling him he's going to save him. And Noah was very happy about that, he's being saved. But he didn't step on the plate, he didn't step up to the plate and respond like the way Moshe Rabbeinu did, which was a big misirut nefesh, by saying, either you save the world, or I'm not interested. That's the taina on him. And if he did that, he possibly could have saved the whole mabul, and the fact that he didn't, he's responsible. Now, the truth is, it's not so simple. Because, in Chazal, the Pasuk really says that Hashem tells Noah, I see that you are a tzaddik in this door, in this generation, in this door. Chazal Medayik, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is telling him, and this is very clear from the Rambans and many before Hashem, that Hashem is telling him, Be'etzem, you're not worthy. It's only because you're the greatest of this generation that I'm going to save you. That means, imagine, HaKadosh Baruch Hu comes and he says, you yourself, you're only a tzaddik in din. You're only a tzaddik in the din of destruction. That means there's a din to be destroying the world. And you're going to be a tzaddik bedin. Doesn't mean that you're a tzaddik that's worthy to make a crazy miracle for you. You're a tzaddik in the din because you weren't nitpas in this chet that they did. So we'll save you. We'll save you. So how could Noah have the chutzpah to say, you know what? You save only me? You gotta save everybody else. You're lucky we're saving you. If you're lucky we're saving you, we're doing you a favor. You're gonna ask for others? Does it make sense? The wording, Noah was medayi clear, the message and the wording that HaKadosh Baruch Hu told him, and the Zohar speaks this out too. Very clear in the terminology that you're lucky you're being saved. 
So if you're doing me a big chesed and you're saving my life and really I don't deserve to be saved, but you're saving me at a lack, lack of better options, then it's hard to say that you should have the azus to be able to come and say something else. So Noach was not a fool. He didn't feel that it's his place and it's his level and it's his ability. You know, when you go into a negotiation and uh, the boss, you know, he wants to fire you, you know, you're lucky that he gives you a job. You don't overstep your boundaries and ask for things that you can't ask for because you're lucky you have a job in the office. That's so simple to open your mouth to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But Moshe Rabbeinu did, Moshe Rabbeinu was a huge man. He felt, he had to feel enough confidence. Obviously, no one has enough confidence to do that. I had to say, Hashem told him, Hanichali, gave him a little hint. But it's not a simple thing to be able to come in and start telling Hashem, you decided to destroy the world, and I am going to make you, force you not to do that. That's not a simple thing to do. And Noah felt he wasn't worthy of doing that thing. And you see, from the Zohar itself, he calls him a ro'eh shoteh. Doesn't say he's arrogant, self-centered, uh, thinking about himself, not caring about anybody else. Doesn't say those things. It just says that he made a fundamental mistake as a leader. That's what it says. Doesn't say a flaw in his character. Doesn't say he was a bad guy looking out for himself. It says there's a flaw as a ro'eh. So let's try to understand that, okay? And then we'll try to bring it down to where it's Negeitas. We know if you open up the Mesil Sishar, the first parak in Mesil Sishar, where he's talking about that the first step in a person's growth process, he needs to know, Ma Hovato Be'olamo. What is your responsibility? Chovah is a responsibility. You want to know, you have to know, if you want to be successful in this life, if you want to achieve, if you want to have a meaningful, purposeful life, you need to know what your responsibilities are. And then the Messiah Hashem begins, and he talks about the concept, he talks about being Dovuk Hashem, and then he goes further. And he says, by the way, when you do good, you bring the world up. You do bad, you destroy the world. Now if you follow the flow of the pedic, then that has to be also part of your chovato. That's also part of chovato. You have a responsibility to bring the world up. You have the responsibility to make sure the world doesn't go down. Someone else is also part of your responsibility, which means the Messiah's Hashem is defining to us the Tzuras Ha'adam. The Tzuras Ha'adam has two layers to it. There's a layer in the Tzuras Ha'adam, which is you, Klape Hashem. Your responsibility towards Hashem. 
You have to be dovuk to him. You have to be bottled to him. You're a mushpa. You're not a mashpia. You're accepting from Hashem. You're being machliyat Hashem. You're being mishalach bedrochov of Hashem. That's you as a person, as a human. But then there's another layer of human being. Not just like a side thing he happens to be telling you, punk, you should know that when you do good, you're helping the world. Very nice. It's not chizik. He's trying to say, chovato. There's another layer of a human being called a responsive, has a responsibility towards the world. I'll give you a little muscle just to try to understand. So let's say you have a guy who's a Rebbe. He was hired to be a Rebbe. So after a couple of months, the Manal comes into the classroom and he starts to fahir the boys. And he's asking them questions, not that complicated, and he sees that the kids do not know the learning. They're not clear, they're confused, they don't know. So the Rebbe turns to him and he says, listen, I know the material very well. You can test me, I have this sugya very, very clear. Okay, it's true, the kids don't know it. But I know it very, very clear. So that teacher gets an A plus as a Talmud. But he gets an F as a teacher. That means in his own personal learning, he has clarity. But in his responsibility to give over, he's a failure. So in his job, he failed. In his personal life, he's very good. He knows the circuit, clear, 100%. He's not lacking clarity. But in his job as the teacher, he doesn't know how to, to deliver it. He doesn't know how to get it into the kid. So he's lacking as the teacher. So there's two parts of the human. There's the part of the human where he has to grow. But there's a part of the human which is a part of the human. And he's not fulfilling his duties as a human being if he's not able to be mis'ale da'olam imoy. Just like, now you have to get this clear. Just like, for example, we have a wife. We have children. It's not that we do chesed in the sense of, I'm good, and I also want to do a nice thing for you. A wife and kids is your achrayas. This is, this is a concept called achrayas. That you have responsibility towards them. That's your responsibility. And therefore, even though it's not your own self, it's something that you're giving, that's an achrayas. There's a concept of achrayas to all of Klal Yisrael. Klal Yisrael, arebim. You know what areb is? When you take a cosigner to a loan, and now the life can't pay the malva, you are obligated to pay. That's not a, that's not just like a tzedakah. Now it's an obligation. An obligation means it becomes part of you. If it becomes part of your reality, and part of your own chiyuvim, just like your chiyuvim to take care of yourself, you have this chiyuv too, that means it's a taich in the tzuras ha'adam. It's not a side thing. This is the oymik. The oymik is what the Messiah Sisharim is saying, that it's not a side thing that happens to the world. It's part of your chayvah. 
It's your achrayas. So I just heard a story last night about two bachur from yeshiva happened to know, like, um, they know, like, first aid and stuff like that. Hatzola stuff, okay? So they're on an airplane. And there's a lady on the airplane, older woman, who's stopping to breathe. And she's losing her pulse or whatever it is. So they get up on the thing and they say, whoever has any medical knowledge, whatever, please come. So these two guys in the yeshiva were the only two guys in the yeshiva who had this knowledge. And they run up and they revive this woman. Now, these people are not doctors. They're not even on Atzala. But they have a certain certification and knowledge. Okay? Now, are there bigger doctors than them? Are there more certified people than them? Are there greater people than them? 100%. But on that airplane, whose Akrayas is it? Theirs. Because Hashem put them in this situation. They have the knowledge. Here's the customer. Do whatever you can to keep them alive. Even though you're not the biggest bucky in the world. You can't say, listen, there's, you know, there's other doctors. There's other people. There are more qualified people in the world than us. But they're not here. So it's your Akrayas. It's not just you doing a chesed. The way Hashem built us is in a way that the circumstance is Mechaib Akrayas. So Noach, let's take back to Noach for a second. Maybe Noah is not the biggest in the world. He's not Abraham. He's not Moshe. He's not. He is not. But he's the Roya of this generation. You're the Roya from this generation. Then this generation is your Achrayis. Your Achrayis, you step up to the plate. It's not matter if you're big. You're Achrayis. That's a key Nakuda in life. So people's crises are different. Sometimes you're in a situation where there's a younger man or a bocher that's under your acrayas. You're not doing chesed anymore. You are doing your responsibility as a human. You're not doing sikkis and chasidis. You're doing acrayas. And acrayas is not as fun as sikkis and chasidis. Chesed is more rewarding. Because I decided who to do chesed with, how to do chesed. It's like an enemy of the You know, there's a certain enjoyment to that. A chryas is not such an enjoyable thing. Sometimes you put a lot of energy. It doesn't, you know, exactly the most rewarding thing in the world. But it's your achrayas. We all, as human beings, have that part of our tzuras ha'odom. We have a Christ to become Tamidech Chacham, not only for ourselves. We have a Christ in the bigger picture. And that has to drive us. If I say, if I'm in a bottle today, okay, that's my problem. Maybe I'll be punished for it. Maybe I could have been, at the end of the day, maybe I could have been a bigger person than I was. But then you also have to pay the bill what you affected the world too. Not just what you affected yourself. It's how you affected the world. And that's why we have this halach of Kol Yisrael HaRem is on two ways to see it. When you're not doing what you're supposed to do, you're hurting me too. So I'm about Dover. 
And also, I am responsible for the world. See, even if you're not hurting me, but that's my responsibility. Achrayis. Every Avrech in today's generation has to understand he has Achrayis. Every person has an Achrayis not to be Amaretz. Every person has an Achrayis to his home, to be the spiritual leader of his home. Every person has Achrayis to be a Balmidus in his home. Forget the broad picture for a minute. He has Achrayis to Shalom Bayis. He has a Christ in his little world. Forget the big world for a second. That's like a very big thing to think like. Think in your small world. You have a Christ to your kolel. You have a Christ to your family. You have a Christ. That's a different ball game. Because if it's not a Christ, then you can give when you're in the mood. So if somebody comes up to me and asks you for a favor... I said, listen, I'm not really feeling so good now. I have a shtickle headache. Why don't you ask somebody else? But if the kid comes to his mother and needs breakfast, the mother doesn't say, I have a shtickle headache. You know what? Figure it out. Or ask somebody else. Go to the neighbor. Because my achrayis. It doesn't make a difference if I have a headache. I don't have a headache. This is my achrayis. As much as I'm achrayis for myself, I'm achrayis for my kids. The benot karadavu. There's a, there's a musag from Akhrayut. And the musag from Akhrayut makes you go to a place that maybe you don't feel that you're 100% roi. Mitzad yourself. So it's a game changer in your, in your approach and in your growth process and what pushes you to grow and to go above and beyond. That comes from a place of Akhrayut. I think that's a very deep lesson that we see over here by Noah, he wasn't a bad Balmidis. He wasn't. But he didn't get that point. As a Roya, you have to take that Achrayis. Maybe that's what it means to Chazal, that the Elohim Noah, as opposed to Avram Avinu, that Noah needed Sa'ad Tomcho. That means that Noah was understanding with Achnoah as a human, as himself. He needs the Rabbi Shalom. He needs them. And that's true. It's 100% true. But then there's another layer of the human being that you have to be a mashpia. And then you have to give as a giver. And that's what his responsibility was. And we have that too. We're not the biggest tzaddikim. You can't say, when I become the biggest tamachacham and the biggest lamdin and the biggest everything, then I'll do something. Don't work like that. At the same time, you have to be able to deal with that balance of, of, of thinking. On one hand, you're small. You're a mushpa. You take. But then the Gemara says that you're a cotton cold man. You're a cotton. The definition of a goggle is that he could give. This is a deep subject. I don't want to go all into it, but this is mamish the chile between Zorah. It's a deep subject that you could be no longer receiving. You could be a mashpia. But at the same time, you could be a mushpa. That you realize that everything comes from the Rabbi You're 100% machnia Hashem. And you're a mushpa. But you could be a mashpia too. But that's already a much broader, deeper part of this schmooze. But I just the main point that I want to give here without getting too 
uh, philosophical here, is this point of achrayas. Every man has to know he has achrayas. As much as he has achrayas himself, the Messiah Sishorim is saying that a piece of the Tzuras Ha'odom is that the world should be Mas'ala Imoy. Be'ezat Hashem, we should have that going into this man with that mindset and be able to really maximize our potential for this man and have only a tremendous Aliyah Amir.